you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino, the podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke. And on this podcast, we watch and discuss a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino recommends and see if they've influenced his work and to see what they're all about. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by Dave from Rock Docs Podcast. Hello and welcome. And now you tell all about yourself. <laughs> all about myself. Yeah, yeah, Hi, yeah. I'm, I'm Dave yeah, Lizabrand. Yeah, I, like, I like walks uh, on the beach. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm Dave Lizabrand. I I... Uh, I'm a fan of the show, and I uh, co-host a podcast called Rock Docs, which is a podcast about music documentaries. And it's That's a all very, about me. It's a very good one. And uh, and then you guys have a Twitter. Do you have a Twitter? Because I know you have an Instagram page. Yeah, uh, Rock Docs Pod on Twitter X, whatever they call it. We're on all the various yeah. things. I I just yeah. call it Twitter. I was asking somebody yeah. else who was on the show. I was like, should I call it X? And they go, No, I'm going to call it Twitter. I said, Yeah, me too. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's us. Rock Docs Pod. Well, on us, there it was interesting because I'm trying to also expand out to um, like Video Archives has a Facebook fan page. So mm -hmm. I go on okay. there and I'm like, hey, what do you guys think of this movie or whatever? Or does anybody want to be on the show? And one guy was like, well, what's your format? And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, how do I answer <laughs> that? Like MP3, but it's this format. Um but then he he didn't. But anyway, I go on there and then on my Facebook, it goes to my page instead of like I have a group for the podcast, right. but I hardly ever go there at anything there. So people are like responding on my, you know, Philip personal page. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, OK, but it's that thing where I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram and uh, all that. So while we're here, uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. After subscribing, leave us a review, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And like I said, sometimes Facebook. And that's about it. So yeah, Facebook, it's weird. I had a friend of mine reach out to me on Facebook who was like, was like, hey, and I'm like, oh, you I barely am on there. So I didn't even know that he wrote me something. And I'm like, okay, but but then I get in the, then you get on the things on Twitter, watching all the videos or Instagram. And you're like, I'm wasting my life. What am I doing? <laughs> so I could be watching. You should be listening videos. to podcasts, something, you know, valuable and important to be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My wife the other day, she was like, cause I'm like, honey, you know, I think I do good cleaning. Maybe I could quit my three days of working. She's like, mm -hmm. when you get, when you put as much work as you do into cleaning, as you do into doing your podcast, then we'll talk. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe you're right. When I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I got to make that note. I got to, you know, call Dave. I got to do this, do that. But anyway, let's get on with the show. I got a TV spot to play. So here it is. Peter Fonda and Susan George are Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. Anytime you want out, you just holler. <laughs> Hold on, baby. 
Peter Fonda and Susan George are Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. There is nothing they won't try. Rated PG. Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, Larry, 1974, American Road Crime Drama. It's the first time I heard of that. When I was looking it up, I was like, oh, that's a, it's a good description. Uh, the plot, down on their luck racers, Larry and Deke steal from a supermarket manager to buy a car that will help them advance their racing chances. Their escape does not go as planned when Larry's one-night stand, Mary, tags along for the ride. So, starring Peter Fonda as Larry, Susan George as Mary Combs, Adam Rourke as Deke, Roddy McDowell as George Stanton. He's uncredited. So, the director was like, he knew him and was like, hey, you want to do me a favor and be in this film? And he's like, okay. So, he did it mm -hmm. uncredited. was like, and you're like, that's Roddy McDowell. Because he didn't mm -hmm. want it to overshine their names on right. the title and i was like well that's pretty cool it's kind of like uh on seven when uh the guy the main kevin bad spacey. guy in seven kevin spacey, kevin spacey was like take my name off the thing i don't want my name up there and everybody's like but you, you know as managers but you need your right. name no you don't understand that'll ruin it and it worked um where am i at uh vic morrow is captain everett franklin so i don't know if you know this because, um, but you know, Vic Morrow is the father of Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. And, um, and then, and Kenneth Toby as Carl Donahue. So he was like the chief. So when I first saw he's got that red hair, he's the one that tells yeah, yeah. him, no, you can't get your cars. When I first saw him, I was like, is that the bad guy from, is that the sheriff on happy days? That's always yelling at Fonzie. Cause he looks like that guy. And then okay. I'm like, and then I'm like, I look him up and I'm like, oh, no, but you know who he is? He was in the thing, the original, the Howard Hawks thing. Okay. Captain Patrick Henry from the thing from another world. Like no the way. main, the main guy. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. So. Okay. Cool connection. Yeah. I, uh, I liked it. And then something that I didn't put together that, that I read on one of my things was because Jennifer Jason Lee is Vic Morrow's daughter. Peter Fonda's daughters, Bridget Fonda, and they were both in single white female together. And I'm like, right. Oh, that's oh. right. That's cool. There you go. All the connections. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. Me and Chip used to play a game instead of six degrees of Kevin Bacon, we'd play like just like connect, like, you know, see how if you can do it in less people. So uh, we'd say like, um, like uh, Alec Guinness and Macaulay Culkin. Right. And then I remember that was one where I was like, okay, Macaulay Culkin was in this movie with, you know, whoever. And that was in with Bruce, Ker Bruna Kirby, Bruna Kirby was with Carrie Fisher in, you know, that and Carrie Fisher. Right, right, right. So we would play that, but other people would be like, I don't know movies. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. That's what you run into you. all the time. Yeah. Um, written by Richard Unicus. 
he wrote the 1963 novel The Chase, and he later was later renamed Pursuit. And the story incorporated, this is kind of cool, a phenomenon that was relatively new in 63. Major auto manufacturers were putting powerful V8 engines into mid-sized cars, the Donna muscle car. And young thieves behind the wheel of these cars were now able to outrun economy six-cylinder sedans driven by police in many jurisdictions. Goodness, that's what happens when you drink too much coffee. The protagonist of the chase used such a vehicle, a Chevrolet, and made use of the checkerboard of roads in the farm country of Illinois to outrun the police, as well as the cover of an approaching thunderstorm. The end of the novel closely matches the film, only with a tanker truck involved. And then what I read later, though, was also that they didn't, that those characters survived. They hit a tanker trunk and I guess they live. And that was, and that's filmed. You're from California. It's filmed in, uh, now I forget the name, Stockton, something like yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of this was filmed in Northern California, like Stockton, Northern Central California. So pretty far yeah. from where I am. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it. I mean, because at the end they talk about getting to San Francisco. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not sure why that is their point of escape. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. I don't know. So there's cops there too, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be like, uh, like run to uh, El Rey, like uh, from yeah, something like that. Like yeah, Mexico. run to Mexico or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a, a lot of those places still exist. I was watching a YouTube video of a guy that went to the apartment where he comes out of in the beginning. That's oh, still no there. The supermarket is still there, and I think it still has the same name. Hmm. But the inside of the supermarket was filmed somewhere else. It yeah. was at this gym. They go to this gym in some other town. The guy did. It was like, this is the inside. But anyway, um, Lee Chapman and Antonio Santian wrote the screenplay. And it was directed by, now forgive me, I didn't do my research, John Ho or John Huff. H yeah, I think it's Huff. I think it's I'm John thinking Huff. Huff. Yeah. I'm thinking Huff. Okay. Because I, I found a... Uh, turner classic movie thing that i was going to play but i chose not to but uh yeah. i'm sorry that i'm reading all this but it's kind of important and then we'll get to the movie uh some parts from an interview from august 30th of the 2017 with film talk the interviewer says he's talking to john huff but before disney you first did dirty mary crazy larry in 74 which turned out to become one of the year's biggest box office hits you made quite an entrance in america didn't you he says, yes, but Dirty Mary Crazy Larry was a totally different film altogether. It was a hard action film, but I am happy to say that it's one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite films. Do you remember Tarantino's Death Proof? In the end credits, you'll see, thanks to John Huff, he shot on, the same, on some of the same locations as I did with Dirty Mary Crazy Larry and thought it was the first action film he had seen. That's why he thanked me at the end of it, because he based Death Proof on seeing that film. To this day, I still consider Dirty Mary Crazy Larry as one of my best films, along with The Legend of Hell House from 73, which I need to see, and Escape to Witch Mountain from 75. That was a great era for me. So I've seen Escape. Well, that was the first one, right? Escape to Witch Mountain. I think so. And yeah. then, yeah, Return to Witch Mountain was the other one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He also did The Watcher in the Woods, uh, which was what like I heard, a... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember seeing that one. You know, that one came out in 19. I remember seeing that when I was a kid, like on TV and, yeah. and being spooked by it. But I haven't seen it since, so <laughs> I can't really talk about it in any detail. But uh, yeah, well, I'm just kind of was going through his filmography and trying to pick out the ones that I happened to it's, see. 
it's interesting with those films that you see when you're younger, because I saw Salem's a lot after Chip kept talking about it. And he was talking about how it messed him up as a kid, seeing mm -hmm. it on cable and was like, what? And so then I ran it recently and I'm like, yeah, it was pretty great. Like Jeffrey Lewis being kind of like a vampire with these weird eyes and just being yeah. weird. And it's like, I told him, I, I told him the other day, I said, I could see like being a kid, like that would mess you up almost like yeah, yeah, things yeah. that we saw, you know, crazy. But uh, the rest of this interview uh, and in Tarantino's Jackie Brown, Bridget Fonda is watching Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry with her father, Peter Fonda, Peter Fonda playing the leading character. The film ended with a bang. Did you plan that way ahead? No, it was not even in the script. I did that myself without asking or telling anybody. Consequently, we would not be able to make a sequel because the leading characters were all killed. But a statement I really wanted to make was speed kills. If you're going to drive 100 miles an hour, you'll get yourself killed. So you'd better not speed. But when shooting the film, there was no CGI back then. We had no special effects or anything. So everything had to be done at the correct natural speed. But I was familiar with action movies and had a great experienced and very skilled stunt team, which was extremely careful. So basically my message to the audience were plain and simple speed kills. And also considering the nature of the film, crime doesn't pay. That's what Dirty Mary Crazy Larry was really all about. So, <laughs> which is so that, ridiculous, I yeah. have to say, because well, the entire movie is just like badass chase scene. Yeah. And then, like, the last two seconds of the movie, you have this consequence. And, but, you know, but up to that, if they hadn't had that one random, you know, Deus ex train happen, yeah, then, yeah. you know, they would have gotten away with it and speed would have been the means to success. And, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> yeah, like if yeah. you dip out, if you dip out, because, you know, you got to go to the bathroom, like, you know, a minute before the movie ends, you'd be like, yeah, these guys got away with it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. think, so it's kind of like away. the, the tacked on ending at the end of psycho. You know what I mean? Like, come on, yeah. that's nobody's paying attention to that. That's not yeah, the good yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, you know, I'd seen it before. This was my second time watching it. I knew how it ended. So I was like, okay. Uh, so that was a little, it's a little sad because you're like, well, I know how it ends. It's almost like, you know, uh, Sixth Sense, where you're like, well, I know how it yeah. ends, but it's still fun right, to right. watch. And so I'm like, okay, but when I'm watching it this time, I'm like, oh, that's, you almost want to stand up and clap, like kudos to you for killing these people. And it's, you're watching it and he's going like, yeah, we, you know, we can't stop now. Nothing can stop us now. And you're like, and you're like, I think right. something's going to happen, even if you hadn't seen yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Something might happen. And for him telling him like, you know, slow it down, like ease off the gas. Like, and he's like, no, no, right. we're almost there. And it's, a, you know, they, they're not going to box me in. And you're like, ah, oh. but the character stuff is really good. Um, and it's, I just, that ending just boom, like right away. And then the, oh yeah, it's a shocker. It's a shocker. Yeah, it's it's and, awesome. But, and it, yeah, it's, I mean, it has an emotional resonance because of yeah. the kind of the arc that, um, you know, mostly Mary um, and, um, uh sorry what's the name of the uh geek right mostly the, you know you, you get to know those characters peter fonda's character larry like really doesn't have much of an arc i mean you don't yeah. you know he doesn't yeah. like grow he's, or learn yeah anything, he's you know? yeah he's a, uh, he's, he and, starts and an asshole and he ends an asshole maybe yeah. the, the reason why there's consequences really is because like these two people who in some sense are redeemable meaning deke and mary um yeah. just are so tied in with him they can't leave him they yeah. keep coming yeah. back to him even yeah. though there's no like they ask each other like why are we doing this you know what i mean and yeah. and, and yet his something about being with this guy uh, he sort of represents this force of nature 
And they're yeah. kind of more real characters, I think. And I think the movie is kind of about addiction a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of, I don't, do you mind if I'm that, like jumping into kind of theory? That is, little? well, but, no, I mean, we will. I wanted to get to listener okay. opinions, but yeah. it no, is, inter- which we will in a second. But that is interesting because I didn't think of it this way until you said addiction. You see Deke look at those bottles when he's in the house and you're like, right. does he have and a the problem? And, yeah. and in the bar when he gets a Coke, but he wants it. And then when and then on the flip side of that, Larry is addicted to speed and addicted right. to the adrenaline rush of, you know, and speed, it's like crazy. driving fast, not meth. Like, yeah, yeah, speed. yeah. I'm like, sorry. You know, yes. Velocity. Yes, yes, but yes. yeah, I mean, Deke is a dry drunk. I mean, which is in the entire movie. He is like if they yeah. kind of set it up like you think he's going to take a drink because early in yeah. the movie, he looks at those bottles of alcohol and you're like, oh, I know where this is going. He's tempted. And then he's going to drink, and that's going to be like what happens in the movie. Well, no, that doesn't happen. They don't do yeah. that, which is kind of cool. He's a white knuckle dry drunk, which yeah. is not something you see a lot in movies. I don't, yeah. I can't remember like a similar character where like the entire movie, like he's not cured. He has not resolved the issues that cause his yeah. alcoholism. He's just trying to white knuckle it through yeah, it, a day yeah, he's and survive. Like and the can down the road. Yeah. And that is like a reality of like there's people that that's their life experience. Yeah. And it, and it, it's interesting that they chose that as a character for the movie, like because you just don't see that a lot. It was, it was, yeah, so yeah, anyway, it's, it ties yeah, into it's, the themes, but we can get there. Yeah, no, it's very cool. But uh, let's get to some listener opinions. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. Somebody wrote this. I don't know who, unfortunately. Again, like I said, it was either for, I looked on Facebook, I didn't see it there. I looked wherever, I couldn't find it. But somebody wrote that in Mexico, the title of the film is known as the escape of the crazy and the dirty. So okay. it was like, sure. It was like, that's interesting, that's, but you'd be like, that's okay, a little, what is this, what is this about? a little bit of a little bit of a good, the bad, and the ugly kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, Blodinus on Twitter wrote quote, I didn't like it that much, but that helicopter at the end tilted so far forward that its propellers nearly clipped the ground. Very cool. Yeah, I I was I was like, holy shit, like turning that corner and everything like when they go like it was it was crazy, um, which I love. Uh, Pedro Jimenez on Twitter wrote, quote, one of the most 70s films ever made. So in other words, it rules fantastic on every level, end quote. And a.k.a. Jeanette Miller on Instagram wrote, quote, never heard of it. But after seeing this poster, I need to watch it ASAP. And then smiley face and end quote. But what was funny, I think it was a poster of them running through the field with the car on fire behind them. Right. And it's like, oh, well, you're in for a surprise then. Because it's yeah, exactly. like that. Um, right. Dame Taft on Twitter wrote seminal, refer to definition two, which is highly original, influential and important. <laughs> and then she said, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry rides with Vanishing Point and Tulane Blacktop. Films that captured and encapsulated an era of car culture that can never be reproduced, end quote. And then Dave at Movie Chatter Podcast on Instagram wrote, quote, love this movie as a kid. I can't wait to hear if it holds up. I'm going to have to find time to rewatch this one, end quote. So, yeah, it's I love it. I it was one of the I watched it and then I'm like, should I buy this on DVD or Blu-ray? Like I should get that, you know. Because you can buy a double set of that and uh, Ride with the Devil mm-hmm. with him and Warren Oates, Peter Fonda and Warren Oates. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get that. Um, but uh, before we jump into the movie, let's do a uh, 
one of my pseudo sponsors, Grindhouse Database. Let's play an ad by them. Since 2007, Grindhouse Cinema Database has provided the online community with a fantastic one-stop resource for learning about the world of classic international exploitation and cult cinema. From the early days of 1930s and 40s cautionary films and roadshow movies to 50s and 60s drive-in classics through to the 1970s and 80s Grindhouse Fair. The GCDB has it all. The site also makes searching for movies simple for users with the easy-to-navigate, state-of-the-art media wiki design. Whether you're a lifelong film aficionado or completely new to these kinds of movies, it's a great place to go to research and discover an exciting, unique part of 20th century cinema history, conveniently located online at www.grindhousedatabase.com. Grindhouse Cinema Database, where the action is. Okay, now we're ready to discuss. Now you're like, good, you're done fucking yapping mm -hmm. your jaws. Let's get into it. All right. Um, so yeah, where I like, first of all, I love, I don't know about you. I love heist films. I love sure. car chase films. Yeah. I love, uh, and I love when a movie just starts with something like, you know, like earlier we were saying from Dust Till Dawn, like starts right away with them going into that, you know. Um, but this one just starts right away with them like, hey, let's go. And he's at the thing and you're like, what's he doing? And then he goes into the house and, you well, know. Well, wait, hold on. I'm going to correct yeah. you, though. I'm going to start yeah. off. Okay. The first shot of the film. Yes. Is like it is an overhead helicopter. You see over. It's like mostly overhead helicopter shots during mm -hmm. like the kind of like credits and stuff. The yeah. first thing you see is like a train going by train. through a field, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Which I you're like, like, what does that have to do with that? That's anything? foreshadowing. So you see <laughs> yeah. like literally the first and last shot of the film are the only times you see this train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and the fact that it's like a helicopter, you know, kind of going over this territory, it's just kind of evocative. It doesn't really tell you much, but except that, of course, the helicopter looking down on the ground is the- It's going to you know, be- Is like yeah. the last half of the movie. So anyway, yeah. kind of an interesting setup. It yeah, just sets and, the tone, but if you watch it again, you're like, oh, I can see where they're kind of teasing that. Yeah, one. yeah, why that's there. But it, and all that aerial photography was so good and like, oh, yeah, just really cool when it got to, um, when I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, when he's with the binoculars up on the lookout, sure, and he and you can see that, and you're like, that's brilliant, like, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but very uh, cool. There's a part where after hearing the police scanner about them, then this is after they take the money. So she shows up. She's like, hey, asshole, you just fucking left me there. And if you didn't have a loud car, I wouldn't have woke up. And um, and so she's there and then uh, she's waiting in his car, but they're taken off and he picks up Deke and they uh, and like I said, they're listening to the scanner and uh, Larry asked Deke, if a man was smart, you know what he would do right now? And Deke says, what? And Larry said, I don't know. I thought maybe you'd know. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> it's it's showing that they don't really have like Deke probably has more brains than Larry. Like you said, Larry's not much of a a person. Intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's. And it's interesting where. I don't know. I love these old movies. I love seeing like back in the past. So you're like, oh, this. I remember flea markets. They still have them, but sure. I remember when they would just be set up and you could just walk around and pick out what you want. And now it's more like, okay, you got to go on a Saturday and go over to the old drive-in theater or whatever. Um, but uh, 
then the wit the witnesses are like, yeah, I think it's a souped up car. And he uh-huh. says, that's the driver, not the car. And I was like, oh, that's a good line. Like, I like that. Like, that is where you could have any car. If you give it to a good driver, he can do right. anything with it. You know, right, right, right. So, yeah, it's uh, it's stop me anytime. I just wrote some things. No, down. no, no, no. Of course. Yeah. Sometimes. I, mean, the, 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 I mean, basically, the movie is like a, almost like two, you know, two sequences. Right. I mean, basically, yeah. there's the heist yeah. in the beginning and then it becomes a chase. And that's the entire movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's not, you know, it's broken up a little bit, but more or less, there's just two things that happen. And, um, and, it, and, and it happens almost in real time. I mean, you probably yeah. could more or less clock the movie and it's like it's 90 minutes of their lives or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but and yeah, that, that they that... and that they don't uh, they don't even they're listening to the scanner this whole time until the Vic Morrow finally is like, wait, they're listening. Let's use this to our advantage. Well, at first right. he's just like, hey guys, stop. Then it's really great jumping ahead. But when he twisted on him and is like, go to this road, go to that road, and that one guy oh, yeah. gets on there like, I'm way far away. Shut up, yeah. dude. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Well, it's such so. a clever device, this police scanner, because. Yeah. The problem with this movie, uh, a problem with the movie is like most of the movie is like this, um, it, you know, police captain Vic Morrow, who's just obsessed with catching these guys. Yeah. And he's, you know, first on the road and he's in the station, he's on the road and then he's in a helicopter chasing them. But they never see each other. Right. Um, until the very end. Like they're not, you know, there's not like they, the, the heroes and the villains are in the back in the same room. You know, yeah. you don't get that face yeah. off. And the way that they end up being able to communicate is through this two-way police scanner that they have in the car, which is kind of like maybe sort of new technology, you know, using yeah. a new technology at the time to, yeah. to, to pay off the story. And then first, like when they both realize that the other side can hear them, you know, then both sides use that scanner as a tool against each other in yeah. clever ways. through them. And it's just like so many little things that are solving problems, um, but also are you know, keep it fun and have it be more than just like a car chase, car chase, car chase, you know? Yeah. It's got them telling her like, make this call, do this, do that, you know, and them looking at the, at the map and him doing the thing of like explaining about the car. Like I need some higher, you know, some souped up cars and the chief's like, no, we can't afford that. And so then later on again, jumping ahead, but when he's like, he's like, the only reason you don't want us to catch him is because then you want to get your cars. I want right. to catch them to catch them. You want to not to be like, right. if we had souped up cars, we could. And they soup up that one car, which reminded me of like, you know, for one, it was an interceptor, but it reminded me of Mad Max where they have the one yeah. really souped up car that Max uses. Um, but there was that part where they drive between those diesels and that window cracks. And I watched it three times because I'm like, did they, but you still don't know, is it special effect that made that window crack? Or did he get so close to that diesel? Did he clip it? That, yeah. that windshield cracked, and it seems like it clipped somewhere. Clipped something because it just cracks, and you're like, "Oh my god, really cool!" Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, yeah, we probably should talk about the heist sequence at the top. Yeah, uh, okay. of the movie because it's yeah. so intense and it yes. really sets up these such dark characters. Yeah, right. I mean, because these guys are not likable. They're not good dudes. Yeah, they're not you know yeah, bad guys not- with a heart of gold. It's not like they're you know, pulling off this heist to, you know, to, 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 to give this money to, you know, the poor or to yeah. help well, out a friend or something, you know what I mean? Like the old, yeah. it's, and, and they are, you know, they have no shame about torture, basically torturing this family yeah. to get this was, money out of there. I know, was thinking about, really... I was thinking about that Bruce Willis movie bandits 
where they're kind of likable characters where they did the same thing. They got the managers and they were like, we're going to kill you if you don't give us the money. And it was this whole thing. Um, it was, you know, I understand if you didn't see it, it, it kind of flew under the radar, but they were kind of likable characters. And you were like, oh, I hope they don't die. These are like, oh, my God, like starting out right away where he's like, he's like the only good thing he says, I'm not going to rape you. I would have raped you after your shower then. And you're like, gee, yeah, but right, then, right. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And that's such a weird, that's such like a seventies, you know, like, so Deke, the, 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 the mechanic is, yeah. is like holding the, the, uh, store manager's wife and daughter, who's maybe like nine or something hostage at the house while yeah. the store manager, while, um, Larry is at the rest at the supermarket, um, telling the store manager, like, Hey, we've got your wife and daughter. You need to give us all the money in the safe. So and, you know, they're doing this kind of over the phone. And so, yeah, so at one point, Deke says to her, Deke says to the what? To the, you know, to the wife. I don't even know that she gets a name. Um, hey, go over and lie on the couch. And she like freaks out. She's like, no, 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 not that. And he's like, no, if I was going to rape you, I would have done this. And it's like, first of all, you could see the young girl who's like a real actress, like a person yeah. in yeah. the shot. And it's like, yeah. well, nowadays, I don't think we would make like a rape comment, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, on film like with yeah 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 you know, it would have been a two shot actor. of like, them that, yeah, yeah there would have been like many you know uh yeah. people like intervening because that's not appropriate which yeah I, i'm all for um but yeah, you know exactly. i guess it was a different time and um and so you know and, and and so you get a little bit of his character in that scene because number one he learned that like well he's not a rapist so there are drawing yeah. a line somewhere yeah and number two and he really doesn't have any like you know there's nothing there's not there's no uh, he's not interested in women at all in this movie yeah, or anything. Yeah. Like, there's no sexual thing going on with him. Yeah. Larry, yeah. certainly, but... And but, but with then, the you know, But you also get the scene where he looks at the liquor and he's tempted, but he looks away. So, like, in these little moments, you get the definition of, like, the deep character, that he has limits, although yeah. he is, like, perfectly willing to torture this woman and child to, to get his money. Like, he if seems he to have no to. compulsion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want... It's not that he wants to, it's just, like, he has... To, this is what he has to do. But, yeah. he, you know, he does kind of have a line. And where the little girl can't breathe with the tape on her mouth. So he, he right. opens that so she can breathe. And, you know, and then when they do call and the managers, he's like, give him the money, you know, and he's like, oh, my God. OK. And oh, when she's like, they're going to kill him. And he's like, I told you what to say. You know, mm -hmm. he gets angry at him and you're like, oh, shit. And then he, he gives the money. Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda's like, I brought my own bag. And then it's that thing of. Peter Fonda does something. I can't even think of what it is with the phone. It was like something a little rough, you know, where he's just where he doesn't give a shit. He's not even right. he's just in it for the money. And um, and then what was cool was when they're like, now you just don't call us back. If you try to call, you know, they're going to. And it's like, OK. And then the uh, his secretary is like, no, we need it because she sees that the safe's open. She's like, we need to call them. And they do. And it's the voice that says, you know, it's a recording it says, don't I told you not to call and they hang up. And then that part was kind of cool where they're going to call back. And he's like, no, don't. And then she goes, I'll pretend like I'm your neighbor or something. And then she's like, oh, I must have got. The, and the phone hangs up and he's like, wait, was there a click or was there this? And they're like, oh, it's a recording. And that's how they can get on him so quick, because like they say, like that was their plan. Like she even tells him the secretary is like, what if their plan was to get away? before right. you call anybody and he's like right. oh wait that i never thought of that because you're, you're so focused on your family you're not going right. to think logics or anything you're just going to be i got to get you know right 
And it's interesting because like you get the first like 20 minutes or whatever this movie is this this holdup where you get the bank manager and the the wife and the child and these characters are defined. And then as soon as they leave the bank, the the supermarket, they're gone. You never see them again. Yeah. Whatever happens to them, they're you know, like we're just with the, you know, main characters and, uh, you know, it never ties back. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like at the end you you they they tell yeah they're not uh, like the did guy, you catch like, oh, them? Oh, you know yet? that guy who held him up? We <laughs> we caught him. You know, they're not cutting back to these people. It's all like in the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. And then like she like Mary's a liar, but you don't know like the way she tells her things and knows names. You're like, is she lying? Like she knows the NASCAR guy name, the president of NASCAR right. at the time or whatever. And it's like, does she? Or doesn't she, you know, it's that thing. And then later when she's like, yeah, I kind of lie. And then she's like, well, no, not that much. And then she's like, yeah, I kind of lie. And you're like, you don't know. Like some things could right. be true and some things couldn't. And it's like, oh, man. Um. Oh, and that guy that, uh, first of all, I love Vic Morrow's character in this. I love him. His cop character is just awesome. Um, but yeah, that- they define these weird things about him. Like he doesn't want to wear a uniform or carry a gun. Yeah, it doesn't care. <laughs> and and it's, like, it does, it's not paid off in any way. It's yeah, not like all, because all he's, he's not carrying. Like it's just like this is just some character stuff we're throwing in. This yeah. is the, maybe because Vic Morrow didn't want to wear the cop uniform or something. He, maybe, he just maybe says just like, "Why would I cut cool? my hair and do, you know all this stuff?" Yeah. And uh, one of those stupid things that I read, I really don't want to bring it up because it brings up a bummer deal. But I don't like. Uh, IMDB facts because there's no cooperation in there. It's just I could right. write whatever I want if I went there. And one of them was that he asked for a million dollars to fly in that helicopter for uh, insurance. And mm-hmm. he had told somebody, I have a feeling that I'm, you know, that I'm going to die in a helicopter accident. Yeah. Well, who knows? 10 who years knows? later. I mean, that is the weirdest exactly. thing about the movie yeah. is when you're yeah. watching the movie, like half the movie is Vic Morrow yeah. in this like, like, death defying stunts in a helicopter. Really in it. You're like, yeah. boy, wow. Like, you know, this is, uh, you can really, you can really bite it doing this. Now, obviously, yeah. that's a different situation. And I'm mm-hmm. sure the safety yeah. uh, precautions well, that were taken in this movie, um, it, you know, certainly worked out better than in the Twilight Zone. And that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. And I'm not an expert about that, you know. No, like no, John, exactly. John Landis and this, that, and the other. But boy, yeah. it is rough. Watch, you know, you can't, you, you can't, can't help, be, but yeah. Right, exactly. It's like if you watch a movie, you know, whether it's, uh, if you're watching a movie with somebody who died young or in a weird circumstance or something, yeah. you can't not think, hey, then James Dean died in a car crash, you know, and, like, uh, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. And you can't avoid it. It's just yeah. and part it of is, what you bring to the movie. It is crazy because something like that, where he's in the thing, they're flying real low. You're like, oh, right. my God, that's more dangerous than, okay, just run across this field with the two kids. Helicopter's going right. to be over your head. It's gonna, right. Okay, no problem. Done every day, 20 times a day on a movie set. No problem. Yeah, right. The mo- Maybe the easiest thing, except the private tanks were going off and that made the guy crash the helicopter. But um, it's that thing where like how weird that you did this stunt that was right. amazing. Like one of the best stunts I've ever seen in a movie is that helicopter. You know, there's that one in T2 where they go under mm-hmm. the bridge. Sure. And yeah, yeah, even that pilot was like, I'm not going under the bridge. And Cameron was like, I'll get on and I'll go with you. And he had the right. guy go under the bridge and it worked. But the red haired guy that was a chief, he was in yeah. the TV show of Get Christy Love. Remember on Reservoir Dogs, they were like, mm. Empire did the movie. This girl, it was a TV show. Who was in the TV show? I don't know. And Steve Buscemi's like, great. Now I'm fucking tortured. Uh-huh. Um, and that guy's name was uh, the guy that, okay, wait. 
Okay, wait, I got to read these more because I, I wrote it. A cop looks like the guy from that played Fonzie, but he was in the TV show for Get Christy Love. And the guy that was in Happy Days was Ed Peck. So the guy from Th The Thing was the guy from Christy Love TV show. Ed Peck was the actor who played the sheriff in Happy Days. Got it. Okay. All right. There was another thing where he says, uh, you try another stunt like that and I'm going to braid your tits. When she bites him on the arm and he almost wrecks yeah. the car and fucks up the um, he didn't fuck up the wheel. No, he fucked up the car. But on the charger, they fuck up that wheel where it's like, yeah, when they drive out to the thing. But I thought that that was just a weird, funny, you know, quote. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's funny with the cars, like because they keep like messing up the cars and then like uh, Deke has to jump out and, and shimmy under the car with like a wrench to fix it. And it's yeah. like, dude. Like, don't you ever need parts? <laughs> like yeah, somehow yeah, just yeah. you and a wrench, <laughs> and, whatever yeah, this does with this car, like it's all, all it takes is a few minutes and you know, the right tool and yeah. you're back on the road, like in this high speed, yeah. hundred plus mile an hour chase. No yeah, problem. You have, you have a crescent <laughs> like, wow. wrench. You when, don't need something happens to my car. Set. It's like months of waiting for a part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why can't yeah. I just get Deke in there to, you know, yeah, turn a exactly. screw? Um, but that's why he's Deke. That's why yeah, that, he's, the drives he's, he's like, I need yeah, exactly. He's the guy. But uh, when that car, first of all, those jacks, do you remember those jacks? I'm older than you. I'm 52. Those jacks, they were big metal yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. and they're sure. on a stand and you would jack them up and then you do the click and it would drop it down and, right. or you could jack them down. And um, so it's one of those where I was, oh, yeah, I remember that jack. I remember those jacks. Mm -hmm. oh, but when yeah. that thing falls and she just like, like, oh, shit, like, did I kill him? And they're just laying there <laughs> real still. And she has to walk around and look and they're just looking at each other and you're like, oh, my God, like, oh, I'd be yeah, so pissed. they kind of get back. At, they, it's like their little moment of getting back at her after all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people we haven't talked about Mary too much. I think, mm -hmm. you know, criticisms I've heard about the movie is like that her performance isn't good. She's wouldn't. I mean, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Mm -hmm. I think she's great in this. I mean, Susan George is awesome, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and just like seeing this and, and knowing that she did this like right around the same time as like straw dogs and Sonny and Jed and like other, yeah. you know, she yeah. just brings so much energy and, you know, it's like nowadays or maybe recently there was kind of that like film trope of the manic pixie dream girl, like this perfect girl who comes in and like, she's like that, but like the agent of chaos version. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? She yeah. is the like, you know, chaos agent who like is just going to mess everything up and is you know just throws herself into the situation and uh obviously she pays the price for it and at the end maybe right before they die like she seems to have some kind of regret she says she's going to call her family like it's all making her think like okay maybe i've taken the wrong path here uh, yeah. and it's too late for her but yeah. um but you know the the like she just steals every scene and if yeah. like you know i've seen people who are like this would have been a great movie without her she doesn't like she's there's no real reason for her to be there it's like no, it would have been a boring movie with just yeah, these two yeah. guys like going on a chase and he's like, make a left. Like, that's not a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationship dynamic. Uh, and the, you know, that that's kind of what what makes it what makes it work is is her um, being there to kind of screw up the plans yeah. and 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 insist on doing things her way. And um, well, and then even when she gets them in trouble and she steals the the gas cap thing from the guy yeah. and then that guy's like instead of you know just leaving it alone or whatever being upset that that guy bought right. it she has to her. pick this guy's pocket yeah steal it and now all of a sudden that guy's like hey that girl stole and right. they're like oh shit but also as i would tell chip that's the writing of the movie you don't have the chase without that guy somebody being like hey that's the guy 
Right. But, Do you want to see a, a, a heist movie where everything goes perfect and <laughs> yeah. they get away and then they're just like sitting around spending their money? Like that's not a movie. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? exactly. You got to have... You got to have that like human element of, but that's, of, of unpredictability. And that's what she is, you know, but, and she is that good character where, like I said, where you're like, what is a lie? And what isn't when she's like, I dated this guy who was also a driver and he's like, you don't know. And she's like, yeah. And you're like, you know, and all that stuff. And then the thing of when they drop her off at the store and they leave, they're like, good, she's gone. Boom. And they go. Then all of a sudden he's like, where's the escape route? I don't have the book. Right. Where's and the map to turn yeah. around? And she has the map and she's like, oh, right. she has she had the foresight. She had the foresight to take out insurance you and know, the memory. They yeah. her and off, the... They're like, oh, go get some at the store. She yeah. had the foresight to be like, I'm going to lift this map and take it with me as my insurance to make sure these guys don't ditch me, which really she would have been way better off if they did ditch her. But, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. still, she but, wanted she wanted to make that decision herself. And also she want to be ditched. Yeah. Yeah. When she gives it to him and then she recites like she's remembered it like. Oh, well, right. here's where you're going. Here and, here. and he's like, all right, then I guess you got to go with us now. And she's like, ha right, Because she knows but, her, she's a witness now, you know, but like you be... said a little bit later, I think when she's seeing what a jerk Larry is, that's why toward the end, she gets in the back with Deke. Now she's like, Deke's more of a nice guy. I need right. to distance myself from these two people. And, you know, and that's the, the other heartbreaking thing is she's like, I think I'm going to call my parents. And they're like, okay. And you're, you don't know where Larry and Deke are going to go. You figure they're probably going to keep going. And, uh, and then they hit that train, but yeah, I um, mean, she, yeah, the dynamic between them evolves because at first you get like, uh, Larry is just kind of amused and and happy that she's there because she's fun. And Deke is like pissed off at the very beginning because she's screwing up the plans. Rightly so. And then as it goes on, like towards the end, like, you know, they, they, they're, they're verbally sparring the whole time, but mm-hmm. then at the end, you know, towards the end, yeah. uh, Larry gets pissed at her and pushes her down. And yeah. that's the only time he gets physical with her. And then, uh, you know, then Deke comes over and, and reprimands him and helps her get up. And it, again, it's like, you know, the, the evolution of her, you know, learning enough to be like, wow, this Larry guy is a total asshole. Yeah, this Deke yeah, guy, yeah. although he's a monster and a psychopath and, you know, possibly a killer, or whatever, like yeah. at least he has some human compassion and some, yeah. you know, there's some real relationship there. And so the transition over that time is, you know, showing her growth and her, and, and, and the way that that's all kind of done at the, at one level while the, uh, you know, kind of a more obvious level is just this like constant, stream of insults yeah. and yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. sexual performance insults and everything else that's going on yeah um it, it's just kind of funny how it ha- you know they're not they're not laying it out for you super clearly it's all just kind of evolves over time and then you notice at the end like oh look at this transition that happened it's it's done with such skill and it's both it's like we said all the character developments her character but also deke's character coming from his interaction with her but also the thing at the pool hall when they're when he's calling him a drunk and, you know, oh, well, when he usually plays pool, he's this. And you're like, wow, you know, and that kind of shows Deke and it shows who Larry is. And like all of those things are, you know, all the characters is when it's like later, I'll read a, a review where some guys like, oh, it's just a whatever. And it's like, you know, it was a contemporary review for back then. It's like, no, but something that I wrote here, that first car chase, they're all great. But that first one, I was like, oh, that's a lot of fun. Like, chasing uh was that the one where they jumped the bridge or was that the one where yeah. the guy goes in the water backwards the guy goes in the water later the bridge jumps okay, earlier okay yeah yeah um but that was a lot of fun and 
oh yeah, those two guys that then later that guy gets a souped up car and then he goes out. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And then I put here, this is where I wrote that thing about, I like the bureaucracy of the chief being like, uh, you, I hope you catch him. Cause then he changed his mind. I changed my mind. I hope you catch him. Yeah. And he goes, why is that? And he says, because it'll make you feel young. And it's <laughs> like, and he's like, no, I just want, you know, it's good conversation with them. Cause it's, you know, him being like, here's why you want it. But then it's the chief being like, okay, I changed my mind. I do hope you get him. And, and where Vic Morrow's just like, no, I just, these guys do bad. I'm, you know, an unconventional sheriff and I want them caught and, you know, you won't give me the car. So I'm going to get this helicopter. And when he gets a helicopter, that guy tells him, Hey, I don't, he even says, I think out, you hear the guy say, we, I don't have much fuel. Vic Morrow's right. so into like, nah, but we got to go. We got to catch them right now, but you'll do whatever I say. I will. Okay, good. That's what I want. And they get in the helicopter and you're like, did you miss the part where he said, I don't have much fuel. And right. then that pays off later, which works out so fucking good. It's, it's yeah. those little writing things where you're like, Oh, that's clever of like having the having where that helicopter could have chased them all the way to the end and then swooped off right as they hit the train, but instead runs out of gas. So it has to go back right at the tense moment. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, you know, this is like an exploitation movie, right? So, yeah, I mean, it yeah. could have been what they're selling on, on the trailers and TV ads yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like the car chase, the helicopter, Susan yeah. George running around in a bikini top, you know, yeah. that's the movie, right? Like yeah. that's the, you know, that's the sizzle. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, that would have been enough yeah. to make, you know, a few bucks back for the, for the producers. Yeah. Um, the fact that when an exploitation movie, you know, so like, it could have been like gone in 60 seconds, like the original one, where it's just Everything's just a setup for a car chase. There's no yeah. meaning. You can't remember any character dynamics in the movie. There's no yeah. real meaningful character. It's just an yeah. awesome car. Yeah. Cars get wrecked. Yeah. We're going to um, wreck 143 cool. cars. Yeah. Boom. Sure. Yeah. That's cool. But this yeah. is a movie where like, you know, they somehow found the wherewithal or the desire to like build some real interesting human dynamics and tell a story and have, have themes. Like we were talking about addiction, alcoholism, that everybody yeah. in this movie is addicted to something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It has this compulsion whether yeah. it's um, Deke and his, his alcoholism and Larry's kind of need for speed and Mary's need for control. Yeah. Meaning like she needs to be the, she needs to be the, she has to have agency, which is like a term we use now. I don't think they necessarily would have used it in the seventies, mm. but yeah. you know, she's not the damsel in distress. She's yeah. not the, like the girl who's just there to be, you know, the sex pot, whatever. Yeah. She actually is the person who's driving, you know, ironically or whatever. She's kind of the person who's driving a lot of what happens in the movie because she like will not just allow things to happen to her to allow yeah. things to be done to her she mm -hmm. wants to take charge it's not that the choices she makes are all good that would be a boring movie or boring character like a made for yeah. tv movie or after school special <laughs> yeah. like she's as messed up as these other people but she's making the choices and yeah. you know vic morrow's character is also like similarly obsessed with just like his you know, he, he has authority to do things his and, way. Yeah. Yeah. Authority and, and just gets so focused on this chase that he loses track of everything else. Yeah. Um, and, and even um, the cop, I don't remember his name, the one who, the cop who drives the souped up car. Souped like up he, car. So at one point, uh, our, our main characters, heroes, anti-heroes, whatever, they basically run this truck off the road. This old guy's driving a truck and it turns over and they, and, and they think that he probably died. Now, of course, he doesn't have a scratch on him because this is that yeah. kind of movie, but they think he died. And then at one point, the cop drives up and talks to the guy. The guy's, he sees the turned over truck. The cop pulls up. 
and asked him, like, was it, you know, was it a Dodge Charger? He's like, I think so, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, where'd they go? Well, they went that way. And then the cop just jumps back in the car and the guys, the civilians standing there like, wait, what about me? Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to help me. I'm knocked off the road here. I'm injured. Yeah, whatever, I got a little know? blood on my head or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and again, that cop too, same thing. He's just like completely obsessed with this one mission, catching these bad guys without really thinking like, why are we trying to stop crime in the first place to help people? Yeah. Or there's somebody I can help right in front of me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's just like on this laser focused yeah, road. Uh, yeah, and, I want to be the know, one that gets them. Out. And he screwed me over and I got to get him. And, you know, he ran me off the road. And it's, I, I love, it's the thing with, like there's these direct-to-video movies that they'll do a, a thing where, like you said, they'll be like, let's do a chase picture or a revenge picture. And you do it, but you have no characterization. You have nothing. And so all you have is a bunch of flat movie that you're like, you know, there's nothing. This one has the good chases and the good characters. And you're like, okay, I'm in, you know, and it's yeah. not just an A to B thing. And the, and I like the part when she impersonates a dispatch when they're like, get yeah. out. And you're like, I didn't even remember what the girl sounded like, but you sound like a dispatcher. Like you sound like her. Right, and then right. That's when they when realize that, oh, this is the two-way radio, I can, Deke realizes we can use this to our advantage. Yeah. He gives her a script, and then Mary like gets on the two-way, and she pretends to be a dispatcher to get them off their trail. Yeah. And she delivers that so perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, it, and it really works for a minute uh, until somebody else like spots them. But, um, you know, it's, again, such a clever use of the... And the thing of limited resources and both for the characters and the filmmakers. Yeah. And the thing of, I know it's, I know it's a script and it's all written, but it's that idea of give me a pencil, give me a paper. I got to write something down. He doesn't say, Hey, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you do the dispatcher. He writes it down. You're like, what is he writing down? What's going on? Gives her the paper. And then she's like, you know, then you hear it first. And then you see her on the radio going over, you know, go over here right. over we and, caught and, him. and that's a and that's a payoff to way earlier in the movie when there is yeah. a holdup and he tells the woman like i told you exactly what to say yeah. like when he thinks yeah. of a plan mm -hmm. he thinks of everything he writes down everything and he wants people to follow it perfectly yeah. Worded and when they exactly. don't, that's when yeah. things exactly so yeah it all there's so many things in this movie that pay off yeah later or or don't pay off like the alcohol in a different way than you expect you know that yeah. that, it, that it just keeps you entertained it's not like you're one of these movies where you're just waiting for the fight scene, the car chase, the kill, yeah. or this, or that, the joke, you know. Um, but you're you're it it achieves a kind of a higher a higher level, which is yeah, makes it interesting. It's Larry and Deke when they're playing pool. I put here that I like their relationship, but also it's that thing where you're like, oh, they're getting along, they're gonna play pool. And then when he starts, like I said, being like, usually he's got the shakes or he's too high to too drunk to even see, you know, that I'm right. fucking with him. And it, and she's like, she looks at him like, you are an asshole, you know, and then Deke gets pissed. And I'm like, oh, is there going to be a fight? And then you're like, oh, OK, there wasn't a fight. But yeah, um, I put here also, I like that moment that we talked about in the woods. He knocks her down. He goes off. Larry does. And then Deke and her now Deke has kind of opened up to her and he's kind of chuckling at her on other things she said a little bit before that. And now him and her have this conversation where she, you know, where, like I said, I don't lie all the time. Well, yeah, I do. I kind of do, you know, and why right. do we put up with this? And them just like, well, I'm his mechanic. I have to, yeah. you know, this is yeah. what we do. And yeah. where he's like, I, she's like, he, and he even explains a little more about the alcoholism or she's like, can't you like, 
let me like, maybe she does know the guy from NASCAR. Let's get you back in without him. And he's like, no, right. I got kicked out of NASCAR because I was a drunk and I fucked everything up. And you're like, that's why he's with Larry, because Larry's the only one who will have him. Everybody else treats right. him like a drunk, whether he's sober or not. They're just like, you suck, you know. It's yeah, just great it's stuff. yeah. Again, great stuff. Um, I, the cars are also always characters in these movies. Um, yeah. and the cars are super cool. I mean, I'm not like a car expert at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I like a muscle car. I like these kind of cars. You know, but I, I mean, I couldn't have told you the exact year or model or make or whatever. Like that's not yeah. something I'm super locked in on. Yeah. Um, but you know, you've got the Impala at the beginning, and then at the kind of in the middle of the movie, like one of their plans, you know, is that they had stashed another car over by where this flea market ends up being. And yeah. so they, you know, their, their plan was like, we're going to get away in one car. And it's not even like they had planned to be chased, but they, you know, kind of gave themselves the extra backup of yeah. like, oh, we've got this second car. So they switched cars. Now that doesn't really work at all just because like the cop ended up spotting them right away. Yeah. Uh, but I love that their like second getaway car is this like bright yellow, like souped up Dodge Charger. Like yeah. Make a more subtle. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You need something fast, but like, does it have to be the brightest car on the road? You know, it's yeah. great for film. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But for if if I'm actually going to be, if I was actually going to be planning this robbery, which I'm probably not. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I probably would You'd pick something a, a little bit a brown, less noticeable. Yeah, some yeah. beige, dirt colored, yeah, Cadillac, you know, old just, that nobody's yeah. going to notice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, I uh, I used to work. I worked at a sex shop. Like they would rent porno movies porno mags not rent they would sell and rent the videos but sell the magazine but i was working there and one of the guys working there was like used to had robbed a bank at one time and did prison time and he was like i have this idea to rob another bank and he had the his idea was to get like an rv and then have like a motorcycle hooked to it so you would rob the bank jump on your motorcycle drive wherever put it on the back or inside the rv and then escape with the RV and go all around the United States. And I was like, let me write that down. It's a good story. Let me write that. Yeah. It's like a little bit of an Italian job kind of thing. Going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, and so it was one of those two where the guy just to go off on a little tangent for a second, where the guy was, he asked all of us, I think he knew that we liked that he like had robbed a bank and did prison time. Cause this was right around Quentin Tarantino times, like makes sense. Five. And we were like, yeah, and we were like, oh, man, we'd ask him questions. And then all of a sudden he started asking us things like, if you guys robbed a place, would you uh, spend the money or sit on it for a while? <laughs> I was like, I was like, You're no, I'd sit you guys on up. <laughs> and I go, I'd sit on it for a while. And then one time and I thought you only asked me. We go after work, we're all hanging out at Denny's, we're having coffee and breakfast. And I go, you know what? Rick asked me the other day what I would do if I would sit on the money. They go, he asked me the same thing. Hey, yes, <laughs> we, like all four of us were like, he asked and we're like, is he building a crew? Like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> it was crazy. Maybe just, uh, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, I always thought about uh, joining the police force, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, throw yeah, one of those yeah. in just to make sure <laughs> yeah, he's, you know. Throw, yeah. He'll be like, oh, never mind, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting, but that chase with the guy in the souped up car is so cool because, mm -hmm. um, it's the thing of him going like, remember Thunder Road? And Deke's like, yeah, which is a Robert Mitchum movie that, you know, I've seen. It's one of those somebody brings up them and you're like, oh, I've seen that movie. You know, it's kind of yeah, yeah, like sure. the Tarantino stuff, but this was an older movie. And I'm like, OK. And he goes, I'm going to powder his face. And he goes through the dirt and you're thinking, oh, he's going to lose the guy. But he doesn't. The guy's on him. 
and you're like oh shit this is awesome and and he uh and so then the smoke's done and then when they pull in front of that car and then there's the accident and he hits the telephone pole and it or the other person did and it fell on his car and then like you said where he doesn't want to admit that i lost control he's like oh my brakes oh yeah and uh and the string wheel's a little loose yeah 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 they're gonna notice that there's a light pole sitting on top of your cruiser <laughs> when they come out yeah. but yeah it is kind of cool that that at one point yeah Peter but it, it was refer- he's it's it's cool that he references the movie thunder road because he's like yeah. you know he he's like remember robert Richmond? it's like oh yeah these guys live in a world where there yeah. are the priest car, dog car. yeah right? yeah and, it's- and, and and so and and so that's that is like a tarantino kind of time because the characters in Tarantino's movies are always talking about other movies. They live in a world where they know these things, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 it, and it's kind of like Scream or something like that, too, where, like, they yeah. live in a world where we've seen these horror movies, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's such an early And it, I was going to say, it, you know, it's... I don't remember other movies prior to this, 1974. Yeah. I'm sure there's other examples Yeah. Um, where, you know, where the characters are aware that there are other similar things that have happened in movies in this world, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm sure there's examples. I just can't think of any off the top yeah, of my head, but I, it did kind of jump out. It's like, oh, this knowing self-aware kind of yeah. meta thing. You can see how that would have been potentially yeah. influences on the, on the point for their, of the for world. their age. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. But like yeah, you're allowed I, to do that in a movie. Oh, cool. Okay. Let's just do that. You yeah. Know? And for, you could see somebody like Tarantino, just like us, when we watch his movies, see him reference dirty mary crazy larry or um whatever that other one was on jackie brown that i can't think of the italian movie um but where you go oh he mentioned that movie you know i gotta go see that movie this one where he was probably like i've seen thunder road i get you know kind of like me right i get it like yeah that's what he's talking about um but uh i put here that helicopter chase that i already said is incredible like Mm -hmm. it's it's so low to the ground. It's also the camera shooting, like you said, Vic Morrow in the helicopter right above the charger. And like, and they're just like, we can't, and they're talking to him on the radio and you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like it just, I works. mean, there's shots. If you go like shot by shot through that mm-hmm. and watch it a few times, like I did, like there are a couple shots where like you're in the car with Peter mm-hmm. Fonda and, 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 Susan George and Adam Rourke and there, and then you can see, you know, a few feet away from the car yeah. while it's driving. Yeah. In you know, the, in the far, next like, lane almost. Yeah. In the next lane is the helicopter with Vic Morrow in it. It's not like these are, yeah. A lot of these shots are, you know, kind of long shots where they're clearly are stunt drivers or stunt people in the helicopter or whatever, but there's a few, yeah. what, there's just enough, like one or two shots where they, they get close enough to see the characters where the actors where you're like, yeah. wow, this is totally real. Like, this is yeah. not CGI. This is, yeah. you know, this is not just like, you know, you know, the, uh, somebody wearing a wig to look like yeah, yeah. Fonda. Like, this is, yeah. you know, you really see it. And it is, they sell it so well. Like, there's so many shots from like, was the helicopter on a crane? Or was it really a helicopter? Or was there another helicopter flying above the helicopter to show this? Like, how did they get it? It's wild. It, it, it said is incredible. That, it said that the, the guy that played the helicopter driver was the stunt pilot, was the guy yeah. that, you know, does it. Right. And I'm like, that guy, you know, like you said, where um, the movie uh, For Your Eyes Only, it was, mm-hmm. you know, James Bond in a helicopter, but it was on a gimbal that would just look right. like yeah, a helicopter. Sure. And you're like, oh, right. but this one is like, no, this is, and it's 74. It's like, this is amazing. And 
what they said also that director was like no these guys were doing a hundred miles an hour i was in the car with them or a camera guy it was peter yeah, Fonda I mean, driving you know it was crazy yeah and, but to see a helicopter like yeah that dodge charger going 100 miles an hour down this road and a helicopter like dips down yeah, and like, like actually bangs the out of the, the car ground. yeah with this with its landing whatever those things yeah, are the called skids. on the yeah. the skids exactly it's yeah. you know my six-year-old would have correct <laughs> <know>, um, right? <laughs> yeah uh you know actually bounce you know bounce it off the top hood of the car like yeah. that they really did that like that's why uh, it's just insane it's yeah, you know it. no matter how many times you watch that like you can probably go on youtube and watch that sequence right now so even yeah. if you haven't seen the movie you're not going to yeah, commit just, 90 minutes to it like yeah go on youtube and watch that and just be like wow this is some of the craziest stuff you've ever seen in a movie yeah it's it's amazing it puts the john wick stuff and i can like just this. imagine in 74 yeah. like you couldn't go on youtube and watch it you and, know what i mean like imagine it's 1974 yeah and you go to school and your friend you know, in high school, it's like this movie I saw last night, they had yeah. a helicopter that hit the hood of a car and you're like, that can't be real. Come on. Yeah. It must be fake. You know, like you couldn't just dial it up on your phone. You know, that's, you had to go find a drive in and watch it. Exactly. Know? That's what I love about this show. The podcast is that it's that thing of you see what Tarantino liked out of something. And you see that back then he had to go see the movie five or six times. Cause then I go to Dave and I go, Hey Dave, you got to see this fucking helicopter chase the charger. And then we're sitting there and we're waiting. I'm like, here it comes, here it comes. And we're excited. And you can't, right. the movie's not coming out on video or DVD or Blu-ray. You got to wait. Now it's like uh, three months. It'll be out, you know? Right. But, or it's, you yeah. Know, yeah. It, yeah. Or less. And but, that's cool. I mean, I love that it's, this stuff is available and yeah, that's yeah. a benefit, but but you do get that nostalgia for the times that like you and I were growing up where like you would your friend would tell you about a movie and you'd just be like, yeah, they did what? You know what I mean? Like you yeah. just had to believe them. There was no well, way to like confirm. You know? I remember me and my buddy, there were two movies. We saw Speed, the movie, and we were like, that was really good. We got to go see it again. Went right back in, paid the money yeah. to go watch it again. And then to Total Recall, we came out. What the mm -hmm. fuck? That was a mind fuck. What yeah. the? Let's go see yeah. it again. And we went and saw it again yeah. or Back to the Future 3. Let's go again. We got to go. Um, but I love when then Vic Morrow's character starts to use the radio against them. And he's like, yeah, we're converging on him. We're getting in. You get over here because he's ran out of gas. That guy's got to pull out and land that, which is cool, too. He didn't fly back to the thing. He had to land in a field because it's fuel pump. Right. Blinking. And but I love where he's like, um, he's like uh, making him out drive himself. I forget who said it. I think one of the cops was like, he's making him out drive himself. Right. And then Deke starts to get on it. Deke's like, I think, wait a minute, wind it down. And he's like, right. have no, you seen no. any of these cruisers that they're talking about? He's like, yeah, no. they're not going to block me in. I'm getting out. And you're like, no, no, dude, don't. Even though I knew how it's going to end. I'm like, no, slow down, do something. Yeah. And then uh, I think Peter Fonda or Deke says, ain't nothing going to stop us now. And then right. boom, the train just boom, like. Yeah. And an, another amazing stunt where they said they just rigged some cables and just pulled the car into the train and just, you know, blew it up. Yeah. And if you I mean, that's a train hitting a car, people like that's not, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> again, yeah, no not, CGI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you ever watch Fall Guy growing up, that's that shot from Fall Guy from the beginning of Fall Guy, mm. where you know, it would show that shot. Um, and then that's the movie. But um, it's very fun. I love it. Uh, I got some more stuff here. Fonda said the film, quote, made a shit pile of money, more money than any film Dennis Hopper ever made. That means it made, <laughs> that means it made more than Easy Rider, which is crazy. 
I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure that, that uh, that's out, what it's when he's it's, like. Yeah, and, I think that's just a dig at his. Buddy, it could be. It could be. His friend. Very, very true. Very true. Um, he added, I couldn't believe that so many moviegoers had seen the film four or five times. I could understand them seeing Easy Rider four or five times or maybe even The Hired Hand. But why Dirty Mary Crazy Larry? Heck, I was even embarrassed by the title. Nonetheless, <laughs> the film established Fonda as a draw on the exploitation circuit. And most of his films over the next few years were action movies. So and then. Uh, in an interview with Slash Film from 2019, 10 films that influenced Baby Driver, Edgar Wright said, uh, quote, oh, I always felt sorry for the actor Adam Rourke in it, who plays Deke. He's in the movie for the entire thing. You assume in the movie that Adam Rourke's going to die at some point, but he's there right to the end. So it really should be called Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry and Deke. Why does this guy get left off the title? <laughs> Been there the whole time, end quote. Yeah. Dirty Mary, so, Crazy Larry, and Dry Drunk Deke. That wouldn't have been yeah, quite as good of a title, yeah, but, you know, yeah, Mechanic exactly. Deke, I don't know. Yeah, 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 uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how to, but uh, some of the reviews here real quick. Uh, Vincent Canby, well, just one. Vincent Canby of the New York Times wrote, quote, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry is as aimless as its dimly seen characters who talk a lot of dreadful, cute, tough dialogue, but are never recognizable except as the actors who play them. Even that factor isn't much help in enjoying the film. At least half of it is devoted to semi-spectacular examples of trick driving and multi-vehicle smash-ups, at which point you are perfectly aware that the actors have been replaced by stuntmen. I disagree with that. Uh, the film is so bereft of emotion and so full of physical movement that it's possible this is a point that John Huff, the director and the screenwriter, wanted to make. It's a very small point to be made by such a noisy picture. So part of that is where these guys who used to review the film, it's probably the same way. You go see the movie, you, you either like it or hate it. I don't think you can, at the end of the movie, you can sit. I don't know how you would do it. That's why I'm bad at reviewing a movie. If I write a review, it's going to be 10 miles long where I'm like, oh, and then that part. Um, but it's that thing where he sees it once and maybe right away was like, oh, this isn't my cup of tea. Like some of these reviewers aren't into all movies. So maybe they're mm -hmm. just like, uh, this is a cheap movie when you're like, no, this is the car chases were amazing. That helicopter chase alone, like you don't even bring that up. And then I couldn't notice any stunt drivers. You know, I wasn't really look. I was into the movie, but, you know, it was amazing. But yeah. uh, do you have anything to say before I ask you a question? No, I mean, I think, you know, in those, especially Vincent Canby, that's like, was his, you know, yeah, it, well, it was not, it was not his kind of thing. So, oh, exactly. Yeah. I've read, I've read several uh, Vincent Canby things on here and it's like, yeah, it's always like, oh, that was sucked. Um, so in this movie, did you see anything that you think Tarantino might've liked or used in a film? Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about it, like mm -hmm. the, the reference to another film. I mean, there's obvious things like death proof, yeah. you know, that's yeah. pretty straightforward. Um, but you know, the, the kind of in-film reference to like a film yeah. of these are people who watch movies and they yeah. are influenced by the by the actions of those characters in the movies yeah. and they see themselves in that. Like that is a huge, that goes through the whole. Yeah, yeah. and that, and you like know, you said, that could, that could have been where he was just like, like uh, John Huff said, I think it was his first action movie to see. So that could have been right. where it hit a light bulb in his head going, oh, I can write about characters seeing movies. That's great, you know. Now, right. when you try and, to do it, you're being a Tarantino, you know, 
So. Right, exactly. And and just the the style of like an exploitation type film where like, yeah, you've got these cool sequences, whether it's fight scenes, whether it's, uh, you know, car chase, whether it's this, that and the other. Uh, yeah. But in between these little character moments and mm -hmm. building that up to pay off, like is really, again, you know, kind of what the, the style that he's known for, you know. Yeah. So um, you have this shocking, exciting, dramatic, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. explosive Crazy scenes. Ending. Yeah built in between these like the, the the interactions of these flawed characters yeah um yeah. who you know kind of have are these fast talking insulting you know kind of constantly kind of at each other yeah a little um, bit shitty yet, characters yeah right exactly low lives whatever yeah. um but you come to even though you start out the movie going like oh my god these are the worst people in the world um you start to empathize with them in some way <laughs> at least some of them yeah. Um, and again, so that does thematically tie into, I think, yeah. uh, a lot of, a lot of his films. Yeah. And I think at the end, I think he might've felt not that I'm Tarantino, but at the end, you're just like, what a picture, like, that's amazing to end it like that. And you could see him yeah. being like, I'm going to end with a big boom, you know, yeah. reservoir dogs, big, you know, you know, who died? What happened? I think he killed him. Right. Um, our rating system here is one out of five, one of one to five, five being the best. So I gave this movie four out of five hearts or stars. I mean, hearts were my cellular heart. I used it, but four out of five, what do you give it? I may be wrong. I might go higher, but you talk me into it. No, I think, I think I would give it a four. Yeah. I think I would give it a four. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not a perfect movie. It's, it's, it's limited in its worldview in yeah. some extent. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, but uh, in the context of, um, you know, a, an exploitation movie that has some real, interesting meat yeah. and themes to it i mean plus just the the badass stunts by themselves are like yeah. it, you know that's the badass stunts are worth three stars yeah yeah by yeah, itself yeah. right and yeah. so then the like characters the other stuff we talked about that bumps it up another one yeah 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 for sure yeah it's it's that thing where if anybody said what's a good car movie issue is it fucking dirty mary crazy larry go see it see it twice yeah. you know whatever no doubt um everybody to let you know it's on uh it's on archive.org where you go there and you can type it in. You can watch it there or it's on Criterion Channel or it's streaming wherever or you could buy the DVD or Blu-ray, whatever. Um, would you buy this movie, rent it or find it for free? So would you seen this movie before you saw it on Criterion Channel? No, I saw it last week. Okay. The first time. Okay. okay. Uh, well, I don't really collect physical movie media so right. I don't know that I'm the right person to answer that. Well, you know? well let's say then. Well, let's say then I would rent it. I would rent it, you know. Well, let's say not physical media, like uh, like if you digitally rent it, like Chip right, would right. be like, like if Chip rented it off of, you know, Apple for three bucks, he'd be like, it's worth that rent. It's worth three. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. And yeah. I would be like, well, would you pay 15 or 20? No, I'm not going to buy it. Me, I think I would maybe buy it on DVD or Blu-ray, but also it's that thing if they both came together, because it's easy to for you and I to go. Well, no, I don't need to. I'll go in the other room, watch Criterion Channel, and I'll watch it. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Right, right, right. But it, those oh. things come and go. So maybe yeah. I need to adapt my purchasing, uh, collecting yeah. back to the uh, <clears throat> getting focused more on Th that's some, the... some version of it that I can quote unquote own. But that that's the trick where which ones do you own? You know, it's like right. you know, I mentioned like, okay, Lawrence of Arabia, great movie. Citizen Kane, great movie. Are you going to re rewatchability? No. But every once in a while, the habit to throw it on, okay, you know. And so you're like, you know, you buy those movies, but then these ones that are fun, how many times are you going to watch it, though? You know, 
that's where right, I run yeah. into like, you know, gets all squirrely. Um, but so you would, uh, let's say rent it, you would rent it. Let's you want to buy oh, yeah, it. Put me down. Right, rent. Yeah. Put me down for rental. Okay. Um, all right. Let me open. I keep telling the wife, we have a video store over here. They have DVDs and Blu-rays like, um, here in Phoenix and uh, it's an old superstar video. And I go, mm. I go, honey, why don't we, you make good money. Why don't we just buy that? I'll quit my three day, three day work week and I'll go own that video store and I'll run it. And she's like, there's no money in it. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, it's going to be me at the video store five days a week. <laughs> like just being like talking to everybody and not wanting to go home and let somebody <laughs> else work it. Cause I'm going to be, let me talk about movies. You know, mm -hmm. I used to work at remember Suncoast motion picture company. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I used to work there one. and it was great. Cause I could just people, what's a good movie. Oh, you should see this and this on video. It was all a video. Oh yeah. And then I was yeah. a manager of video update. And that was people come in and that was good because I had my people work in the register and then I could just walk around. Oh, did you see usual suspects? Check it out. Yep. So, yep. I worked at Blockbuster. So a similar uh, kind nice. of experience. Yeah. It's always fun. Um, but yeah. And then also part of me goes, any job could be miserable. So if I was right. doing that, then it would be where I'm back right. here again on my fucking fifth day of working here at this video store because I can't get anybody to work. I don't like it. I don't want it. Why did my wife buy mm -hmm. it? But that's nowhere near a happening. My wife's like, no, you're good. You just do your podcast. Stay home. Like, okay. Sounds like a smart woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phil's film favorite of the week this week is also on Criterion Channel. You need to check this out because you told me you haven't. Fear is the Key from 1972. It's uh, Barry Newman, the guy that was in uh, um, Vanishing Point. It's him, and it's an Alistair McLean book, and then they made it into a movie. And uh, the plot, in the right hands, fear is a deadliest weapon of all. A deep-sea salvage enacts an elaborate plan, salvager, probably, enacts an elaborate plan to infiltrate and take revenge on a criminal organization that dealt him a foul misdeed. So I give it three and a half stars. It's on Criterion. They'll have like sections. So like our uh, Dirty Mary Crazy Larry was on 70s car. And this one is too. And it doesn't all take place in the car like Dirty Mary Crazy Larry. But it's a 20 minute car chase mm -hmm. in the beginning. And I'm like close to the beginning. Like it sets up the character and then this. And it was the car chases I would say were better than dirty Mary crazy Larry because they were in different places. They were by the swamp mm. along this levee. It was like all this cool shit. It was in Louisiana. And then at the end, you're like, Oh, like it had this kind of thing. It was really cool. Um, so it's really neat. And it had the, uh, one of the guys that was in there, I was like, why does that guy look familiar? He was from a TV show. Maybe you won't remember cause you were too young, but give me a break with no car. Oh, yeah, I remember. Give me a break. Sure. He was yeah. the father on give me a break. Huh. I'm like, what does okay. that guy look familiar? Not the main guy, but the guy that was his, his, a guy that worked with him. Um, so I give it three and a half stars. Really good. That's one where I go, Oh, maybe I, maybe I buy this one too. You know, it's that thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, dangerous. Cause then you're like, yeah, let me buy this. And then you're like, what am I going to, I'm not going to watch them over and over again. So, um, you ready to tell them what's coming up? Uh, yeah, or can I oh, can I recommend oh, a movie? Oh, oh do you yes. Mind if I, oh, mind yes, if I do please, a recommendation? Please, I'm sorry. So, yes, what an what, asshole! I'm like Peter no, Fonda. No, I'm an asshole. Yeah, no, 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 no. Please, I'm like uh, I'm 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 Mary here, just throwing my own thing in here. Um, yeah. Taking taking the wheel. Um, yeah. No, I one of bite the, me on the shoulder. 
Yeah. One of my favorite films of all time, one of the greatest movies of all time for a, mm -hmm. for a movie lover, um, mm -hmm. has not been available. And just the other day, it became available, and I'll explain what I'm talking about. Is um, it Ishtar? No, it's not Ishtar. Better than oh. Ishtar. No, it's um, Visions of Light. Have you ever seen Visions of Light? I've heard of it. Okay. Visions of Light is a documentary about the art. It's called Visions of Light, the Art of Cinematography. Right. And it's yeah. a documentary all about cinematography, and they interview all these great cinematographers, and it goes through all of film history from, like, 1895 to, like, nice. when this movie was made, 1992. And... Um, I'd seen it a bunch of times back in the 90s. Absolutely incredible. Like you just see these beautiful clips from every movie from all over the world, you know, and talking about it and the evolution of the technology and all these things. Like if you care about movies in any way, you will yeah. just be like, this is like absolutely awesome. Now, the problem is that um, it was like out on VHS and I had it, you know, back in the day, but it's never to my knowledge been released like either on one of the streaming platforms or like uh, Blu-ray or anything like that because of the rights issues, because they have clips of all these different movies, oh, every right. big movie you can ever think of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't get the permanent rights to like be able to. So they, it was never it's just never been available. Well, somebody went through this movie and pulled like high resolution clips and, rep and, and of every single movie that every clip that's in the movie, wow. um, somebody took the. I don't know how many hours to create a the high def high resolution version of it so you can really see the cinematography what they're talking about and put it up on Vimeo. So I don't know how long it's going to be there because yeah, it's certainly yeah. not authorized. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, Philip, I'll send you the link so maybe you can like share it or whatever. Because um, yes. I just saw somebody on Twitter and I was like, holy crap, that's available! Like somebody did that and I started watching it last night and it is like the dream. Like I've been waiting for this for like yeah, thirty yeah. years. Yeah. It is the dream. It's, and it's so. For any film fans, um, if you can watch this while it's up or wherever you can get a hand a hold of it, Visions of Light is just like, you know, like the best, most beautiful shots from every movie for 90 minutes. And it is and people and cinematographers talking about it, how they did it, what yeah. what makes this different than that, you know, and, and it's just this education, but also just like you're bathing in the beauty for 90 minutes. So yeah. I highly recommend it. That's awesome. I remember that made me think of one. Remember Walter Murch did like an editing documentary, like around yeah, the time of uh -huh. Cold Mountain. Right. And he yeah. was talking about how he did Cold Mountain and like and showed the editing. And you're like, oh, my yeah. God, like amazing. But yeah, there's my buddy. Was it I in remember, the blink of an eye? Was that what it's called? I think it might have been probably yeah, something okay. like that. Um, But I remember my buddy was like, oh, I started a Facebook page and it's called whatever he called it, it was like a greatest shot like it was one shot from a yeah. film and he would do it and then i shared something with him from this person that i followed on instagram that was you know every frame is a picture whatever it was right yeah and he was like oh other people are doing this and i go yeah and he goes oh i had no yeah. idea speaking yeah. of that yeah, yeah. not that this is a great movie but earlier before the wife went to bed i said honey she loves uh walker texas ranger and the mm -hmm. and I'm getting her into watching the Chuck Norris movies that I grew up on. So I said, honey, yeah. have you ever seen Lone Wolf McQuaid? She said, no. So we put it on. It starts out. He's another Texas Ranger. I think that's where he got the idea for Walker. Yeah. Um, so he's a, I don't know if you remember the shot, but anyway, he's up on this rock and he he's he's trying to get the people. They've captured all the cops. He comes down. But there's a part when they want him to come down and he's standing on the rock. And there's mm -hmm. the sun is right behind him. And all you see is his silhouette. And it's like, I know this is Lone Wolf McQuaid, but it looks like really yeah. cool. Like, oh, really, yeah. You know, 
it's like that Raiders shot of him up on the thing putting his yeah, hat. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, I had always heard of Visions of Light, so and that's the same thing. I think somebody was trying to do the Star Wars. They were trying to do the original, but do them right, right. You know, the better versions, but they can't release it because Disney will hit them with a right. thing. But if you have right. those physical, I think they're the gray ones or the gold ones. I think they're the gray ones. Those are the non-special yeah. editions. Right. When they came out with those three. And I'm like, I want to find those. Like, I got to get those so I can have, you know, the original. Yeah. But anyway, you ready to tell them what's coming up next week? Sure. Come back on September 22nd for... The Long Good Friday. Oh, yeah, good one. We had just done... We just did uh, Mona Lisa... Yeah, uh-huh. Bob ago. Hoskins. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. um yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Long Good, Long Good Friday. Friday is great. So what is that about? If you could tell us, and then I'll tell everybody where to find it. Yeah, I mean it's a British gangster film with Bob Hoskins, who most people, you know, probably our age know I as the guy from Roger Rabbit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he was just like the toughest, most badass gangster. Um, Helen Mirren um, is like, uh, you know, obviously a much younger Helen Mirren yeah. is kind of his. Uh, his his girlfriend and um yeah i mean it's just about this um dispute among uh you know sort of uh powerful gangsters in london it all as i remember yeah it all takes place over the one day um and um yeah it's just one of these cool super stylish and um, i violent uh, i first saw it british crime films I love those British crime ever since, you know, when Guy Ritchie, you're like, I want something like a Guy Ritchie. And then you see this. I saw this recently, maybe a year ago. And and I'd always wanted to see it. And then I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. Um, it's on HBO Max or Max. And it's on our Criterion channel. So there you go, everybody. And um, it's a great one. So uh, it's from 1980, like I said. And here's a trailer. Ten years there's been peace. Everyone to his own patch. I'm setting up the biggest deal in Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, the new London. This is personal. Who's got it in for me? I want the man who knows. Is there no decency in this disgusting world? It's dripping blood by midnight. Nobody goes home until I find out who done it. I told them everything, Harold. So scared. It's me that's gonna take revenge, can't you? We got gang warner ass, right? It's my manor! I run London. Not now, Harold. They're taking it away from you.
right. So you want to promote anything or whatever? Another movie? You got another movie? For us? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People are still here. Yeah, I do this yeah, podcast yeah, called still... Rock Docs. Rock Docs is about music documentaries. We talk about music documentaries of every kind of genre, uh, every style. Um, we've got uh, probably as you're, if you're listening to this episode now, when it's coming out, um, the new one is about uh, Polystyrene, who's uh, was a punk icon and very interesting person um, who had a crazy fascinating life um and and it's really good it's really good film but we talk about everything from you know we've talked about documentaries about the beatles rolling stones uh you know you had a little richard one a great richard etc all the way to like really obscure ones usually if we have a guest we'll let them pick um so we've got some really interesting ones we also have some great filmmakers come on Uh, we had lance bangs on recently he's um done he's created a bunch of documentaries he's done music videos with every musician you could think of for the last 30 years he also was one of the co-creators of jackass and has been with the whole jackass thing the entire time so he's got crazy stories i mean imagine like being there the day they came up johnny knoxville and them came up with jackass (laughs) and like how that happened he tells us about it on the podcast and he was a super cool guy so um yeah it's super fun i mean we we love music we love music documentaries um we're both music nerds and um so just to get to talk to other people who love music or talk about um film and uh you know some musicians who have really interesting lives um is a is a blast so we love doing it it's it's interesting because i mentioned it to you and i don't know if you got back to me i don't know if you did it yet on the show but it was harry nissen oh yeah the documentary uh-huh. on him and right. when I, that was one where I only knew him. Everybody's from, talking about Harry Nilsson. Or something I like only that, knew yeah. him. Yeah. And I only knew him from the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack. And then mm, I watched this documentary. Yeah. I watched this documentary and I'd get, I download like all of his music on my Apple yeah. music. Cause I'm like, this guy's amazing. Like yeah, guys, he, you know. he was a genius. He did the, yeah. he did the music for Popeye, Robert Altman's Popeye. Yeah. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, he did, you know, so he, he wrote everybody's talking who of course was uh, in Midnight Cowboy. So he does have a film kind of tie-in but yeah i mean his his music is, he was such a great composer and a tragic tragic figure but um yeah, yeah. so we, we've never done an episode about that one we should do one soon but there, you know there's there, just so many music documentaries there's yeah. like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them out there so there was uh, a, we'll never get through them all but we, we did try to <laughs> well, get in and out that's like me i have like 350 movies that quentin here recommends and sometimes i'm like wait that was a good one too um <laughs> But another thing that was good recently on, uh, I don't know if you listen to the Mark Marin podcast, but he talked to Bernie Toppin, who's the writer. Oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. John I listened to that. Yeah, that was great. And yeah, and it was good where he's like at the end where he's like, and you did this. Uh, what was it? Um, the ro- party what was the song? The song Vampires? The, oh. No, no oh. the song at the end that he mentioned. And he was like, well, it pays for my house. Like people don't like it. Oh, oh like, we, he co-wrote, we built this city. We the built this song. city. That's when I right. knew. He's like, people don't like it. I'm like, well, yeah, that yeah. paid for my house. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think Bernie Toppin, uh, considering he co-wrote like every Elton John song is, was hurting before that, but yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. built the city certainly, yeah. uh, you know, would, would, would help, uh, help the banking out a little bit. It's interesting too, just real quick. And then we're in the show about writing music where you think like, oh, these are the real stories of these people. And Bernie Toppin's like, no, I just make up a story and I put that character. But I remember for a long time, I was like, oh, Johnny Cash killed a guy because he talks about shot a man. (laughs) I'm like, I think he went to prison for a little bit. And and then you realize, no, he that was just somebody wrote that. And he I don't know if he wrote it or somebody wrote it, but it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. So. Yeah, Merle Haggard is he, now he was the real article. But you know, oh yeah, so yeah. Uh, some of these guys, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, imagination, just like you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think John Huff like really 
uh, robbed a, uh, a supermarket <laughs> yeah. and then went on this car chase and got chased by yeah. a helicopter. But you know, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're creative artists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what a way to wrap it up. Uh, thank you. Uh, come back anytime. I would love to have you. I always need people now. Um, so, uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making Tarantino goodbye. And then you say goodbye. Oh, goodbye. There we go. <laughs>